Welcome to the Leasing Leah podcast. Each week, I interview someone new and spectacular from the property management industry to help you learn more about marketing, leasing, operations, maintenance, and much more. Subscribe where you listen to your podcast and visit me on Instagram at Leasing Leah to submit questions or topic ideas. Let's get this podcast started. All right, guys, Tony Blake is a popular international speaker, consultant, author, and comedian, inspiring thousands of multifamily apartment industry professionals every year. With over 30 years of training experience, her laugh while you learn approach has made Tony one of the most sought after experts in her field. Welcome to the podcast, Tony. Woohoo! Hey, hey, everybody. So, your energy is what we were needing today. So, I'm so thankful to have you. So welcome from, I'm guessing, your home in Colorado? Yes, a beautiful day in Greeley, Colorado. And so happy to join your audience for a time of sharing, falling back in love with the industry, and getting to know each other, networking. Awesome. Love it. So with every um, person that we have on, we start with the same three questions. So I will jump right into those. So, Tony, what are you currently reading? I'm reading talk triggers. Well, I'm reading about five books because I flip back and forth. I love my Kindle. Um, But the one that I'm really, really working in right now is talk triggers. It's Jay Bear. Okay. And I'm, I think I have his, yep, I have his Hug Your Haters book right here beside me right now because he's one of my favorites. And even though that's an older one, I still think it's so relevant to today and especially when it comes to reviews, which we'll get to a little bit later about, I know you've got an upcoming or actually one of your past topics was on reviews. So um, I turned to him for my reviews thoughts a lot. So, and I think hug your haters is a good um, approach to your reviews, but what do you, um, what do you think about that book that you're reading right now? Oh my gosh, Talk Triggers is amazing. So what he's really talking about, he's bringing word of mouth marketing into the digital age and reminding us that our fingers are our mouth today. (laughs) That when you're talking about word of mouth, you're really talking about the spoken word from the consumer about your product. And so there's a whole word of mouth marketing world, man. Like there's a word of mouth marketing association. They have a conference, they have awards. Um, so he talk triggers is like, what are you going to do or say to generate that conversation about you? What are you going to give as a trigger that's going to create talk? Let's give them something to talk about. And so Talk Triggers is about creating conversation with your customers. And this month, or actually last quarter, I focused on um, referrals. And um, and that's so much about Talk Triggers and my um, journey to resident loyalty that I'm doing at Totally Tony in my free Friday coaching. So um, I've just loved this book. I'm having so much fun with it. The thing I love about Jay is that he'll take a concept and then he shows it applied to a business or industry, shows you the success, gives you the data points on measuring how successful it was. And it's all in vignettes. So you can like read one thing and then move on to the next point. 
I love that. So I'm going to have to get that one. Talking points by Jay Bear, correct? No, talk triggers. Talk triggers. Okay. Talk, talk triggers. triggers. Yes. That sounds like a fantastic one. And yeah, yeah he's, he's fantastic. So, okay. And who do you follow on social media for inspiration? Well, I mean, there are a couple of different people that I follow. Gary V. Um, I have to be careful because I start cussing if I follow him too much. Um, but he's hilarious. I love how truthful he is. Yes. Um, I love Mashables. Like, who doesn't love Mashables? I love Digital Buzz Blog, um, Duct Tape Marketing, Marie Forleo, Marie TV. Do you watch Marie TV? I don't. I'm like getting <sighs> so much of these from just reading what you had um, put down. So I'm like so excited to go back and look. So far, the only one that I think. I follow is Gary V. So I'm oh, like, Oh, duct tape marketing is awesome. Doug loves him too. My husband and, um, trend watching absolutely a must. I'm really big though on also signing up for their RSS, getting them in my inbox. Um, so I get the newsletters, I get the blog, uh, posts. I, you know, I, I love to see that in my inbox and, um, you know, sometimes I have time to drill into them. Sometimes I don't. It's funny. Sometimes I'll leave one in there as I'm cleaning out my inbox and I'm like, I, I feel like I really need to get back to this. So I'll leave it in there Yeah, for when I have a minute. So I follow people on social, but I also set up RSS to bring them into my world because, um, and of course, Jay Bayer's blog, holy moly, yeah. convince and convert. Um, he will put in your inbox up to eight links to amazing stuff happening every day. Like you, you don't even have time for everything he'll, he'll provide you. So convince and convert by Jay Bayer is an amazing, amazing blog. And he does a podcast. Yes, I know. I've, I'm subscribed to that one as well. Yeah, I he, love podcasts. I, that's my walk, you know, get my exercise done, listen to podcasts. And I try to listen to, you know, mostly inspirational and industry related. And there's some really good industry related ones out right now and, and have been out. So, and even, you know, marketing related. And I love, you know, Gary V's and um, yeah, Jay Bears, of course. And then there's apartment, uh, the apartment nerd, which I really like. And uh -huh. there's a couple of good ones out there that are industry related too. So cool. yeah, yeah really good ones. Um, I love all those. Okay. So what, I feel like you're going to have some good ones on this. What new technology discovery would you like to share? Well, you know, I thought about it. I had a couple apps I wanted to share, but then as I really spent some time thinking about that question, there is one thing that I think is a technology move that is huge. And I think that um, if you don't do it now, you're really going to be in trouble in the future because I think it's a habit loop. And that is voice memo. It sounds super simple, but we know that the projections are that voice command, things are going to voice command. You'll walk into your house and say, turn the light on, turn the TV on, Alexa and Siri and all of this voice command is going to be going on. They're projecting, I've got data on this if you want to share the image later, um, by 2023, it's going to be about 7 to $8 billion industry to have all these voice commands. So what's happening is that our emails and our voicemails are going to start to be translated from text and then read back to people. Well, I don't know about you, Miss Love, but I want my voice. <laughs> I don't want Alexa speaking for me. I don't want to sound like Alexa. And so <laughs> I, I found this episode where Gary V was interviewing Anthony Robbins. 
And I have the clip if you want me to send it to you. And listen to this. I actually recorded it on my computer. And Gary V says to Tony Robbins, "Do you remember like where I was at this place? And it was like oh nine, oh ten, like it's a while back." He says, "And you sent me this email, and I open it up, and it's a voice email." And so I click it, and you're like, "Hey, Gary." And he's like, oh my God, it's Anthony Robbins. He says, do you remember sending me that email? And Anthony Robbins says, oh yeah, I use voice email more than text because they get to hear my voice. They get to hear my emotion. How many times has there been a miscommunication because the, like, you can't get the tonality of your meaning in text and people misinterpret you because there's something in voice that makes it clear. And here's the thing that piggybacks with this. Okay. I'm going to state a truth. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Ready. We're ready. I believe that people do not want to read anymore. No, it's true. They don't I mean, want, they don't want to read a video or yeah. Or a podcast, right? Or a podcast or an audiobook. They don't yeah. want to read. They don't want to read. I mean, I just want you to think about if you're listening, like go to your inbox right now, open up an email. And if it's got three paragraphs, I just it's want, like, like you don't want to read it. Yeah. Like people don't want to read, but they, they'll listen. They love podcasts. So mm-hmm. think about like, I'm testing this right now within two companies where I'm trying to get the regionals and the executives to stop with the policy manual and the big long text and announcements and do podcasts so that when their teams get it, it's the voice of the president saying, this is our new agenda. This is what we're going into and then have bullet points for them to follow. There's so many opportunities. Imagine Leah, that you have maintenance sit down and record for each of the most common service requests a few tips to the residents. These are lessons that they literally are saying over and over and over again. They're service lessons. They teach people when they're home in their apartment. But what if somebody's not home? Imagine I turn in a work order for my dishwasher and I get an email from the team with a really great photo image of the service technician with a little podcast that I click on. And it's his voice saying, thanks for giving us the opportunity to serve you. I want to give you a couple of proactive things you could do to avoid any future problems. No, I love that. We've got managers could do voice podcasts, thanking residents for paying their rent on time, explaining to them the investment they're doing in their future and how important their credit score and their rental history is to the decisions that they'll be and the opportunities that will be in front of them. Assistant managers could use them, you know, follow up for leasing. I mean, podcasts, voice memo can be presented as podcasting. And so I'm having a ball testing the transition from text on a screen, an email that people have to read, ew, (laughs) to a one click and your voice shows up right inside that email. Oh, no. I mean, so many people are already, if if it's going to be a long text, they'll just send voice memo text. So it's already starting. Well, I'll be honest. I've never gotten one of those. I've sent them. 
Yeah, I get them. I get them every, you know, I get them from, you know, certain people, definitely Casey Van Zandt. She's a biggie on <laughs> her voice memos. And, but yeah, I get. I want you, you know, to forward me one. I want to hear one because I've never, ever gotten one from anybody else. Yeah. Um, Anthony Robbins has obviously been doing it since 2010. Oh, yeah. He's probably, a, so you know, we're a, we're a decade behind him. And yeah. so, um, but I really feel like this is a much more effective communication tool. And I believe today our connections and our communications are going to be really powerful to our relationships. So the tech advice that I have that I'm really working on is the transition away from language and text printed on a screen to a one-click voice email. Yeah. I mean, we're getting away from so much interaction as it is with Google Hangouts and texts and emails. And yeah, that human interaction is just, is lacking already. And it's, I feel like it's only either going to get worse or we're going to have to adapt to make it better. So I think one of the ways to make it better. Absolutely. I love that. So I'm going to start trying to send people more voice memos because I do agree that so many people, you know, you don't mean for it to come across as you're, you know, we have so many emails to answer. We have so many texts to answer. So we just do like one little lines here and there. And that can be, you know, inferred as, oh, she's just snippy or short or, but you know, if you have time to send a quick voice memo, it can come across a whole different way. And most times it may be the first time somebody hears from you. Yeah. And and you're able to then, when they hear your voice, it's human. There's something powerful to it. I'm also reading a book called What's Your Story by Craig Warman. And he talks about how today we are constantly interrupted. Like we're working on something and then we get interrupted. Email interruptions, text interruptions. We switch our thoughts from one mm-hmm. thing to the next thing constantly. And that that what happens when somebody sends you something that's text on a screen is that, first of all, let's just be realistic. They're skimming it. Mm-hmm. And are yeah. they really, I mean, why are you sending that message? You have something to say to them. And if you really want their attention, I don't think anything could be more powerful than your human voice. I need to send you um, a copy of my little graphic I built that says a personal podcast. And it's got my picture on it from Tony Blake. And it's got a little play bar. And then that play bar points to when you record a voice memo, it turns into a little play bar. It's an um, audio file. It embeds right into an email. It looks great, but I like to put a personal graphic with it. So I'll send you a copy of mine so you can see it. And we will, we will put that up on Instagram so everybody can see it. So head over to Instagram and we'll make that public so everybody can see what we're talking about here. So absolutely. I think that's beautiful. Definitely a good takeaway there. So making things more personable, I think is something, you know, just as an industry as a whole that we are missing out on. So very good tip there. So let's jump into you, Totally Tony, and when you decided to start Totally Tony, what was the story there and what made you say, okay, today's the day I'm starting Totally Tony? Well, I originally started my business not as Totally Tony. Totally Tony came down the road a little bit. Um, but I, um, I started my company because I moved to Atlanta and was hired by uh, a headhunter to start a training business. But she obviously changed her mind <laughs> because after the first week that I was with her, she switched my salary to a draw. 
Mm. and informed me that all of these expenses were going to be taken out of anything that I could create in seminar. And I thought, well, goodness, why would I pay you all this money? I just go back to my apartment and do it on my own and not have all these expenses and overhead and take all the money myself, you know, because I was doing the whole thing myself. So I was kind of put in a situation which I had to. And, um, and so there I was in Atlanta. I knew nobody. I had all these contacts in Dallas and, and I moved away to go to take this job and wound up. And this really is actually a very sweet story that I don't tell very often, but, um, I called my parents and I said, this is the situation I really, truly have been put in. I've just put $1,700 on a credit card to move here. My mom had helped me do it. I've rented a two-bedroom apartment. I've signed a one-year lease <clears throat> based on salary that's not real. And, and I either need to get a job or I need to do this. And my dad said, get a job. And my mom said, get a job. And my grandfather, Willie, said, give me the phone. <laughs> and my grandpa, Willie, got on the phone and he said, Tony, I believe in you. And he said, what do you need? He said, what if I paid for your living for 30 days? What's it going to take? And I gave him a number and he said, all right. He went and cashed a CD and he sent me the money and I put it in my bank and I had 30 days to make it. And I paid him back with interest. And when I paid him back that money, and obviously I made it, um, but he, he gave me more money. He was like, he loved that every single month, he loved investing in me. I'd go buy a a computer. I'd go get something. And then every month I made a payment to Willie. And when he died, I still had payments to him that he told my aunt Pat to just write off. But, But he loved being a part of it. And he gave me the faith I needed in myself to just get out there. And the very first company that ever paid me money for a seminar was Concept 21, Phil Carlock. Are you listening, Phil? Oh, my God. He was such a tough sell. And he, but, it, you know, and for years he would say to me, this is your poor cousin in Atlanta. Remember, I helped you out. I, he always wanted like a really, really cheap price. <laughs> but oh. he was the first one to pay me money to talk. And I took it from there. And, you know, a funny story. I did not know that speakers got paid airfare to go do a seminar. Yeah. And I had this Buick Regal, a green two-tone Buick Regal. And I'll never forget, I, they called me from the Jacksonville Apartment Association to come do a seminar. And I was like, okay, I can be there in three days. <laughs> and I drove to Jacksonville. And, and um, the association director said to me, um, I was really surprised that you didn't fly. And I said, well, I mean, I would have. And she said, well, we would have paid. And I was like, oh. really? <laughs> I was like, you pay. I had no mentor. I had no one to tell me. I think one well, of the popular back then. I, there wasn't. It was, I mean, no, Ann Sadowski was speaking, Gene Chamberlain, Gloria Tibbs. There were speakers, but nobody ever told me how to make it happen. You know, I. I'll tell you what, Leah, a lot of people don't even know is that I went from leasing agent to my own company. I did not. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I was going to ask you what, you know, what your transition was. I from. have I have never held any other position in property management in a management company besides leasing agent. 
Well, and you know, I tell so many people and just the other day I was talking to someone who is just a fantastic leaser. And, you know, he said to me, you know, I feel like I was looked over for the property manager position. And I'm like, have you ever stopped to consider that we don't feel like we can replace you as a leasing person because you're so fantastic at what you're doing right now? It's not that we looked over you. We're all talking about how fantastic you are in that position. So I feel like some people don't realize how important that position is. And yeah, everybody wants to grow, but it's such a fantastic position. I love leasing to this day. I love leasing. I love to get out and lease. You know, we both, this is a passion we both have in common. And, um, uh, but I literally went from leasing and in 2008, I was presented the multifamily pro industry legend award. I remember that. Yeah. So I'm only one of three people that owns or has that title. And I think about from leasing agent to legend, you know, what an amazing, amazing adventure it has been. And I just got back from Cape Cod and I did a program for an affordable housing group. I've gotten very active in the affordable housing side of things. And like, it was just the most exciting extraordinary audience. I looked at them and they laughed. And I have this amazing new content I've written called Wings of Positive Change and this human school, teaching people to be better humans and getting them to recommit to their humanity. And I'm going to tell you, they stood to their feet and whistled at the end. And it took me a half an hour to take pictures and hugs and share happy face stickers. And I have butterfly stickers now. And it was so amazing. And I thought, Gosh, I mean, after 36 years of touring, it is still so fresh and so, it just feels like a gift. Like they hand me that microphone and I think, wow, I get to do this again. (laughs) Tell tell everyone the background and I don't know this either. So what is the background behind the butterfly? Because I know that that has some importance to you. Yeah. So the butterfly story is pretty cool. I, um, I've struggled with my weight, you know, and, and, um, and that's always been an issue. I was kind of at the top of my weight at this particular time. Doug and I had married, we were up in the high country with our kids and my brother was visiting and they, there was this climb, this hike, this trail that was nearby. And everybody was going to go do it. And the girls were like, it's only just a mile, Tony. You should come along. Whoops. Let me tell you what they were asking me to do. This trail (laughs) is called Hanging Lake. Okay. It is one, it's two point, I used to have the, it's like 2.8 miles round trip. But here's the kicker. It has 1,204 feet of elevation gain. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, and and the easiest way to describe it is it's like them casually saying to me, hey, let's go climb the Sears Tower and let's take the (laughs) stairs. But I had no idea what I was getting involved in. And so we get to this trail and off they go. Well, Doug's stuck back with me and he has this stick that he's taken to the summit of over a hundred mountains. And, um, and he gave it to me to get, uh, be able to use upper body a little bit. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I'll just be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't physically fit. Um, I'm heavy. Gravity's not my friend. And in my brain, I was thinking, oh my God, like, I'm not a quitter, you know? I'm not a quitter. And, and, and I kept thinking, this is so hard and I'm so heavy and how much farther is it? 
And, and we came around this corner and I'm just going to say it's one of the most magical moments of my life. There was hundreds of butterflies, hundreds. I'm telling you, honestly, it was like walking into a cloud. Have you ever swam on a reef in the Caribbean where there's a school of fish? And no, but I would love oh, to. When you do, for those who are listening, and you move your hands, they seem to just get right out of your reach. Like, and the butterflies were the same way. Like you walked into them and they were surrounding you. I I had my foot up on this stone rock. That's pretty much the trail was put your foot up on a rock and take that next step. And one of the butterflies, a monarch, it came and it landed on my boot. And I was like, oh, like I didn't want to move because it was there. And all I can tell you is it kind of like moved its wings a little bit like like a cat moves its tail, like subconsciously, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it was sitting there. I was just, I just looking at it and I was thinking, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And it hovered up in front of my face. And it was just funny. And I like looked at it and I was like, hello, little butterfly. And then it flew off. And as it flew off, I remember in my brain thinking, oh my God, you're so light and you make it look so easy. And I had felt I'm so heavy and this is so hard. And in that moment I thought, I wish I was a butterfly and I am dying. If I am lying, the minute I said that Leah, that butterfly pivoted and headed back for me. It came back and it fluttered in front of my face again. And there was no audible voice. Like you hear my voice on this podcast. But I'm going to tell you echoing inside me, I heard this. Come on, Tony, you've got this. And it turned around and headed up the trail. And all I can tell you is in that moment, my heart got wings. And I made it to the top of Hanging Lake that day. And my brother was up there. Now, let me tell you a cool part of this story. So my brother gets to the top. My brother George and I are 11 months apart. <laughs> I was born on 11-12 and he was born on 12-11. And we, wow. like, imagine me only louder with testosterone. <laughs> is it possible? I swear to God. And listen, my brother is always saying, I'm funnier than you. Like, we'll, we'll go places in public and he'll go, my sister, she's done comedy but I'm funnier than her. It, oh my God. I love my brother, George. So, so George had made it to the top and everything. So he says to my daughters, look, there is no way Tony can do this. So I'm going to head on back down the trail. I'll find her wherever she is. And then we'll walk back to the car and we'll meet you there. Right. My daughter, Stephanie, who's a climber turns to him and says, Oh no, you won't. Oh, she saw you. He said, listen, nobody chooses the moment that a climber quits climbing, but a climber. Right. And she said, you cannot choose her quit moment. And we will stand on the top of this mountain. And as long as Tony will climb, we will wait. And my brother, George cried and, and I'm on the trail. And all of a sudden I hear the voice of God, but it sounds a lot like my brother, George. (laughs) And there's like this voice coming from above saying, Tony, Oh my, god. oh my god it was amazing so um you know he kissed me and hugged me and couldn't believe it I made it and I like after I did that I just I just had left myself out of things because I was heavy I thought yeah. I couldn't do it and my husband challenged me to do a summit 
And he said, just one, Tony, I just want you to do one summit because he's done hundreds. And so he trained with me and we worked really, really hard because I am a chronic asthmatic. I don't talk about it, but I am. And I, I have an inhaler that I use every morning and every night before I go to sleep. And when I wake up and, um, I keep my lungs open, but I was going to have to face some very high elevation with thin air. And also I had to carry all of my water. So we did training hikes and, um, and I, and I reached the summit of how it peaks some years later. And I did a triathlon and I did a 5k and on August 18th of 2019, I am registered for my second triathlon. I'm and, so excited for you. That is so, you awesome. know, and, and I, and I guess I think that sometimes we feel like our design doesn't apply to certain situations and we leave no, ourselves no. out, but nobody has left us out, but ourselves. Correct. Correct. It's, and a lot of it's in our head and it's all choice. And, yeah. and so no. I've chosen as a large woman. In fact, what's really funny is this, um, the one I'm doing is 600 women, all women. It's called the outdoor divas. Um, and it's 600 women doing a triathlon sprint and there's a group called the Athenas and that's the plus 165 group. And I am competing as an Athena. <laughs> you will be the leader of the Athenas. Oh no, I'm going to be in the back of the pack. I let them all go. And then I go, I I'm not going to compete. I go to complete. And that's me. I love to, I love the, you know, I used to be a, a long distance runner wow. and it, this became, it became very hard on my joints, but the, the feeling of just completing, I don't ever care if I'm first, last, middles, whatever, just that completion of crossing that line is such a feeling that nobody else can ever take away from. Right. Me. I mean, I, I am a triathlete right now. I, I finished yeah. the She Rocks triathlon. So right. I've got that. I've got that. I am, but I, I want a second one. You want to hear something just absolutely silly is, you know, why I'm doing a second one. Yes. Why? <laughs> why? Because I lost my medal. <laughs> oh no! You can just. Well, well, I don't want to say. Just I tried water. to get them to send me another one, and I loved having my medal. And I used to have so much fun, like surprising people, because I go, you know, I'm a triathlete. They go, yeah, whatever, and then I'd show them my medal, and I lost it. And so I'm gonna, I'm getting a second medal. But hey, if that's what it takes, you know, I mean, and and also, you know, I'm moving towards being healthy, and this is kind of cool. Like I'm 60. I have my first tattoo and I have my second triathlon. So, I mean, I think that sounds 2019 sounds like it's going to be a really good year. <laughs> well, I love that. No. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm trying to get back into running and getting back into that. Just there's such a feeling of completion and you're, I don't know, just being alone by you're, you're out there with a million people, but you're in your own head for yeah. however long it takes to do it. So it's just a, it's a passion for me. Uh, so I completely understand it. So something that I found pretty funny is um, that you don't have your website, TonyBlake.com. I know. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about that. Well, first of all, there is a liar, liar, pants on fire at TonyBlake.com because her name is not even Tony Blake. Her name is like Cindy Matthews or something. Um, And Harlequin Romance Novels owns Tony Blake. uh, They also own the name Tony Blake as a ghostwriter. They issued Cindy that name some years ago. And along with it, they had already pre-purchased TonyBlake.com. I had no shot ever at buying TonyBlake.com, but it was not active. 
Ugh, the first time she published a book is Tony Blake. Of course, I love to say to my audience, buy the book and bring it to me and I will sign it because, yeah. because I am Tony Blake, damn it, you know? And she is, yeah. he's a liar. But um, once they had activated TonyBlake.com, I was like, ah. So I had to build, I had to rebrand myself. I was talking to a friend and she was like, she is totally a liar. She was like, you are totally Tony. And I'm like, I'm totally Tony. So like for a while on my name tags at events, it would say totally Tony Blake. So when it asked for my first name, I would make my first name totally Tony. And and, and to this day, I still will introduce myself as totally Tony Blake. And, um, and I've really sold that brand. And, and if you go to Pinterest, you got to look at, Totally Tony. If you go on Facebook, you got to put in Totally Tony. Um, Our insights on our website is about 97% of people. The search was for Totally Tony. (laughs) So they, I've I've taught my audience, don't put in Tony Blake because you'll you'll find the liar, liar, pants on fire. I don't think that you, you, you would pop up. I think you've got enough relevance that you're going to pop up. I do. I do show up near the middle of page one on Tony Blake. You know, you just have to, but I, I try and really prep my audience. Oh, I'll tell you something kind of cool. The head national marketing guy with Alliance one time did a, um, a speech and he talked about branding and, um, and he had me as one of the brands. He was like, what industry person has a brand and they had Tony the Tiger, a picture of Tony the Tiger, and a picture of me. And they said, you know, and, and of course it was me, totally Tony. So, yeah. so I got actually used as an example of a brand at a national meeting one time. Um, and he, no, he thought it, you are your own brand, and it's not a secret in this industry, by the way. Yeah. So I, I want people to look for me at, under my brand, which is totally Tony. Totally, Tony. Love it. No, that fits so perfectly. <laughs> so you're constantly coming up with fresh and new ideas. So where do you, besides the the few people that you mentioned before, but where do you get your creative inspiration from? Well, I mean, I will tell you honestly, um, the site teams. Okay. How did you and I meet? Do you remember? Of course. Well, I mean, I know the test site that we worked on the project yes. together. Um, because Fuji mini eight came out and I was looking for somebody to play. Um, and, and, and that's the first real time that we worked together. Yeah. And that is still one of my favorite memories. And, you know, I don't know if you remember the Mod Podge letter that we did. It was so good. Team bonding. And I'm still, I, I don't have that property anymore, but, um, that, you know, Uh, I'm still very good friends with them. One of them now is doing number two property in Wisconsin for Bazuto. So, you know, just doing big things. And they were like, that was one of my first times going back on site. So it was like so fun and like getting them involved. So that was like, and I was like, you know, they were new, like probably had been in the industry for months. I was like, you guys, Tony Blake, it's Tony Blake. And they're like, who? No, you don't know yet, but you will. (laughs) Well, they were so excited. I I will say that recently there was a comment on Facebook and um, they said, it's talking about my upcoming webinar. And the person Mm -hmm. said, I like Tony Blake, but when is the last time that she managed a property? Yeah. And when is, I mean, 
last time uh, a lot of people managed a property that are, that are experts doing- that are like at the national level. But I mean, here is the thing. And I love that Brent Williams came back and said, yeah. you know, Tony is constantly connected with site teams. I have beta test properties all over the country, testing ideas. My inspiration is in problem solving. I love it when people call me with your problem. You ready? Get your, get your pen out and write down, if I have a problem, call Tony Blake. Because when people call me, I'll just I'll blow their mind in how much time and effort and energy I'll give them to help yeah. find a solution. Because I know if I find a solution for them, I have just found a solution for everybody else. And my seminars are not bullet points that I found in a blog post. Right. You know, this is examples like when you and I did the um, telling your story in pictures, life at the property in pictures using the Fuji Mini 8 and had people go out. And then the person who took the picture with the assignment on the dog's head. I mean, it was so cute. And and people had so much fun with that. And what had happened was there was a trend. The Fuji Mini 8 had come out. And then I was looking for a solution of how we could express the Fuji Mini 8. I came up with the concept, post on Facebook, and then you responded and said, I want to do that. I want to, I want to be your test site. So like um, this year, I've had about five different test sites that have been working on projects. I have a phone call tomorrow set up to establish another brand new test site on something right now that's blowing my brain. I'm about to flip leasing upside down. I can't wait to people for, to see this flip that I'm creating and um, they're going to flip over my flip. And, but I've got to work it out on the property first because I don't like to go to a seminar and have somebody say at Ritz Carlton, there's this story about a giraffe and they tell you the story and you're like, well, that's really great that I know that story. What the hell do I do with that? I yeah. mean, what I want people to walk out of my sessions with clear vision of a problem, a solution, how to implement it, what it costs, and a measurable success. And so my seminars are filled with the results from the field tests. And so um, I am most inspired, like you inspired me. Like when you called me and you said, or you contacted me and said, I want you to be on my podcast. I'm like, absolutely. Because you were so amazing to work with. You were so creative. I loved your brain on that project. I loved how you expressed that project and how you just constantly, well, the Mod Podge. I mean, like you made stuff up. You like went to the craft store and you like took it in this great direction. Shopping spree. It was a blast. And so I fell in love with your brain and then I fell in love with your heart. And I was like, oh my God, absolutely. I'm I'm so there for you. (laughs) Well, and you know, just a comment on that person saying, when was the last time you were on site? You know, I don't see you out there telling people how to operate apartment communities. That's not your specialty. Your specialty is marketing and leasing, which you've done. And, you you know, that's your experience. You're not out there saying, here's what you need to do for collections. I mean, that's not your your thing. So, I mean, once you you've been in this so long, I mean, it's not like you haven't researched and learned and been around leasing for 30 plus years. So, you know. There's, yes, there's a difference of being on site, but there's also, you know, 
you're out there learning about the trends. Right. I have a national perspective, you know, yeah, but, exactly. but what I try and do is take that national perspective and bring it local and then take yeah. it back national, you know? So, um, I, you know, I just, I love the test sites. They, I mean, the site teams inspire me. Um, I love working with the teams, you know, I wrote, on my first website that I ever built, the Totally Tony is the first time I ever had a web presence. And um, I said, thank you for letting me be a part of your success. And I mean, if you were to put in a nutshell, like what is my purpose in life? It's that I am passionate. Like my tribe is the site team. If I go to a national meeting and I'm around all these executives, I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I am so much happier in a room with leasing and maintenance and managers, assistant managers. They are my people. Um, but if, if I could put into like my life's purpose, the people I love, my tribe is that site team and being a part of somebody else's success is my re- it is what drives me, whether it's a new idea, a moment of personal revelation, like with human school, whether it's um, a motivational turning point in teaching character development or a light bulb idea where somebody sees a vision that I've showed them and then they have a course correction and you know they're going to be more successful or maybe just a well-deserved laugh, like they laughed and it lifted their heart and they're going to go back and know what they already knew to do was right. You know, um, I, I, but, but if I can trace back and feel like I've contributed to somebody's success, then that's my booyah for me. That's my booyah moment. Um, I just literally minutes before we went on this podcast, I just got the, um, the feedback from the TAA conference 2019 and there were 57 people that filled out an evaluation in my room of several hundred, but of the 57 people, 40 of them wrote an amazing comment about how much they loved the program and gave me compliments. So 57 people took like of 57 people that filled it out, 40 of them wrote something back to me, knowing that eventually I would see it. That's just, that just makes me feel like I win. It's all. Yeah. I win when you win. Do you know what I'm saying? I win if you win. That's how, that's how I win. I love that. So one of my favorite sessions that you've done is about transforming your review sites. And I loved that one because so many people kind of neglect that or not neglect, or maybe just don't know what to do exactly. But so what are some of the, what, what kind of made you tackle this and what are some of the ways to transform your review sites without going to, into everything yeah. because people, yeah. out well, I mean, I'll tell you that I'm a problem solver. And so originally with the apartment ratings.com fiasco, um, I had people calling me and just crying and saying people are anonymously bashing me and they felt so helpless. And, you know, so I started coming up with, because I believe that no matter what happens to us, we have choices. I can make a choice to do something positive. And so I'm always trying to give them that positive move. And, and I'll give you one really amazing initial thing that we found is that in responding, 
if you will end every response with this formula, if you get your pins out, write this down, okay? You want to say all whatever you're going to say. And then you're going to say, we are available. Because so many of the people act like they couldn't talk to the office directly. They had to go into social media and say this because we weren't available. So you say, we are available. Our office hours are. And you first list your office hours. Because they're going to look at their clock and go, hmm, they're open. Then you list your phone number. Our phone number is, and you give them the phone number. Then you say our email and you give them an email if it's your info or whatever, and we're available on the web at, okay? So you give all the ways you can contact. Listen to this, Leah. This is years ago. I mean, I'm not even going to tell me how years ago this was. It was a Dallas test site. We started finishing. I said, because she was saying they act like they can't, we can't, they didn't get in touch with us. So we started putting this in the very first day that we did this. Okay. Because people are reading those reviews. Guess what happened? The phone rings. Yeah. People start calling instead of complaining. It's a person who's looking at her apartment community. They're on apartment ratings. They're reading the review and they were like, I thought I'd just reach out and call you. We literally turned a negative review into leads. And so I've been working the angles and working out. I have a seminar called Reputation Rehab. And um, uh, I've had a ball doing ideas. I, I will tell you one of my favorite other moves in reputation management is my love note station. Yes, I remember oh, that one The too. love note station has just been so successful. Um, and if you go to Totally Tony on Facebook... Um, there is a whole video on how to do a love note station on your property. But what basically happened is I went to a wedding and they had this love note station and people writing notes to the bride and groom. And then later on, this was a family member. I was in their home and here was this little twine with little craft clothespins and all the notes of love and support were like in their home. I thought, oh my God, that's so cool. And I thought we could do that in apartments. We could have a place where residents could write a note of how much they love living there and how special is a handwritten note versus a typed text digital image, right? right? So the first time that I did it, we set up a love note station, this property in Kentucky and um, we made the little love cards. We came up with the hashtag love and life and we did like pink and red and we did a photo booth that said, I love my life. And we said, we're telling a love story. And the residents came in and took pictures with these like round hug heart shaped pillows. And, um, and, and then they hand wrote these notes and we turned it into a chat book and we did a love story book about the property written by the resident's hands. And that was the first one. But then I realized if I branded it and put the property logo, you can easily for like 22 bucks, you can do on Vistaprint, a cute little small postcard, put your logo on it, put your little statement on it, love and life, tell them the love story. What are we going to do? And then, um, and then print them. So now I've got, hashtag, I've got the property logo, I've got the theme all on it. Okay. So now when they take that handwritten note and put it on it, I can photograph it. And now that whole, that picture tells a whole story. It's at this property. This is the hashtag. This is obviously a resident telling it. So we've literally uploaded the JPEGs of the love notes into the images at apartment ratings, at Google. We've hashtagged them and meta-tagged them on Google. We've put them at Yelp. Anywhere where there's a review, 
we've been putting these handwritten resident notes, love notes. And the, my last revelation on the love note station, that's just been so incredible is we started putting this sign up that says, share words of wisdom with your next neighbor. And we literally staged it because I think intention changes the results. If people understand the intention clearly, it changes the results that you get. So when the resident understands people are stressed out, moving is a difficult decision. You have a chance right here to write a note of confidence to a person trying to make a decision as to where they're going to live. If you write a great note that helps them to make that decision, you actually influenced your next neighbor to choose this community. And your influence is more powerful than ours. And we've literally set the intention to write a note, like a decision-making note to the person who's touring. (laughs) That has just transformed our success. Because literally, we have residents putting the closing statements up in our office in handwritten love notes. Like, what? So I've been having a ball with that. It transforms the moment, the face-to-face, but they can also be photographed, turned into a book and photographed and put as a digital image into the image upload. And just, wow. I mean, it's just been, it's been great. And you can get more information at Totally Tony on Facebook uh, on Love Notes and uh, look in my videos. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So a lot of people say that they have problems with closing. That's probably one of the biggest um, issues I see when I go to sites. So what what would be some of the techniques that you would say? And I know that you've got a video on this too, so people can definitely go and check that out as well. But what would you say are some of the techniques that people can use to become a better closer? Well, I mean, first of all, I have a seminar called 100% Closing. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, yeah. every time. Um I think the first thing is really, you know, in the things I mentioned about what somebody might get, and I said a vision, like they would get clarity on a vision that would change their course. I, I, I think that the idea of closing someone almost sounds like a negative act. Like I'm going to yeah, close you, you know? And so I think we need to transform that process into supporting and facilitating the decision process. And here's what I believe. I believe that that decision is difficult. They're choosing where they're going to write the next chapter of their life. This is the biggest payment they're going to make all month long. And think about it, Leah. The people who come to our property today, they have already chosen us. We made the short list. They don't need to know our price. They've already, I mean, like if you get a site visit, they have already chosen you. All you have to, your choice is to, is to not win. Like you're on the list. Your goal is to get to the top of the list in the number one spot and to not get off the list. And, and here's just startling information that just kills me is that um, there is an industry vendor that monitors phone calls and records them in mm-hmm. different things. And they monitor over a million phone calls a year uh, or a month or something. It's like crazy numbers. Okay. So they've got this mm-hmm. data on the, actually the emails, the incoming emails and the phone calls. Do you know what percentage of phone calls are not answered? Oh, it's outstanding because I just, I'm just about to add them back to my portfolio. 40, 49%. 
And okay, so just, I want you to imagine this moment. If you're listening to my voice, listen to my voice. Here's a person in the middle of a very, very, very stressful decision. We don't talk on the phone. We text people. If they've actually rung your phone, oh my God, they want to talk to you. They need help. I want you to imagine when you hear the phone ring, a small little voice hidden inside the ring going, help me. (laughs) Help me. And think about this, Leah. We used to tell people, just relax. Let the phone ring twice. Gather your thoughts. Like, oh my God, that was so 12 seconds ago. No, I want you to put your mind on helping someone and answer that phone with the intention of serving that person, helping them. If we would just ask people, what questions do you have? What are you still working out? What information is missing that you need to decide? This is about facilitating the decision process. You know, like my dog, I'm worried about my dog. Well, what are you worried about? Well, I, well, we have a pet spa. Did you see the pet spa? Okay. Bring your dog in. I used to get so many leases because I asked people to bring their pet with them. Yeah, that's so amazing. I, I tell people pets are the way it, to everyone's the way heart. to their heart. And so I, I would have them bring the pet. I would have in every vacant apartment, tour apartment is a bowl of water. I mean, if the restaurants can do it, we can too. You know, yeah. and, and I just serve people. If you will just serve people, find out what they need, help them. If you will help them, you will get more leases. So I would almost say, stop closing them. Stop putting a right. line on them. Help, help yeah. them. No. Because if you will serve yeah. them and help them with that intention that I'm going to help you, what do you need? You know, I'm going to tell you, you are going to find and That moment in which you're helping them is a critical move in establishing their residency and your relationship with them. And you want them to respect and you want them to appreciate the knowledge that you bring and the relationship you have with them and and serving people. Uh, Quick, quick final story about this topic. Um, My niece, Elizabeth Blake, got hired by Lincoln Property in Houston. And um, I was over the moon. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this is my family. And so I say to Elizabeth, look, when you get set up at your property, I want you to tell your manager that your aunt is Tony Blake. And that I want... <laughs> That's going to be overwhelming. Okay, so and then I want to coach you once a week for one hour. We'll figure out what time it's going to work, but I need you to do that. And she says to me, oh, Aunt Tony. I have been to this office. It is so busy. It was on Montrose. She's like, there is no way that my manager is going to let me spend an hour on the phone with you. I said, Elizabeth Ruth, you go tell your manager that your aunt is Tony Blake and that I want to coach you and then just see what they say. So she calls me back like in a couple of hours and she goes, so um, Aunt Tony." She said, my manager would very much love for you to coach me, but they want to, they want to do it on the company conference line and let everybody else listen in. (laughs) I'm like, fine. I'm fine with that. I just, I just want to coach you. She goes, okay. So we set it up and I start coaching her. So there's a leasing contest. 
and Elizabeth wins. And I'm like, yes, because she's a Blake. I'm like, you have to represent Blake. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I get on the phone with her and there's nothing like family, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I say to her, I'm like, okay, Liz, so um, tell Antoni what clothes you used. And I taught you all these different yeah. things. And, you know, what do you think? you did that helped you win the contest because you can help aunt Tony to know what training I really need to be teaching. And she looks at me and she says, you know, aunt Tony, I really love you. And I appreciate everything you shared with me. And it really, really did help me. She said, but I have to tell you, she said, I think I won because I'm nice. And yeah, that's what it takes. I'm like, you killed joy. <laughs> you mean it wasn't the witch one or the who done it or the you know if i would could you i mean are you telling me it wasn't a closing line it was just because you were nice and and at first i was really mad i was like Ugh. and then i thought about it you know why i was really good at leasing cuz i was because i was nice cuz i cuz i yeah. cared about people and compassionate and caring i show my heart and before you show an apartment you know yeah. I tell people don't, nobody wants a car salesman. No. Nobody wants to be sold. They want to build a relationship right. and building a relationship is how you will get those leases. Because, you know, if somebody's moving because of a divorce, they're broken hearted right. and they need somebody and, yeah. you know, moving is stressful in itself too. Yeah. So, and just being there for somebody and building that relationship is usually what works, you know, better than any, you know, closing lines that we've been coming up with over yeah. the years. So it really it does come down to a lot of times being nice. And, you know, I just, I mean, so, you know, the whole closing, you know, I, I, I really do think it's about serving people. And I think you reap what you sow and, and you get by giving. And I mean, those are just spiritual principles. And I will tell you what though, um, I have been exploring the, the leasing experience you know, everybody's mm -hmm. talking about, you know, the customer experience and that kind of thing. And I have found some things that you can do differently in that leasing experience that I do think create better relationship and create better moments. And there's this book, if you're writing books down, that is so great. It's an older book, but it is so good. It's Alexandria Stoddard. And it's a book called Living a Beautiful Life. Now, I gave this book to both my daughters, and they loved it. And it's an older book, but it's about, you know, it's about ceremony and tradition and all these things. And when I was reading the book, I had this revelation. Where are the ceremonial moments that we have in that whole leasing experience? And I realized we have one. It's crossing the threshold. There is yeah. this moment in which that person for the very, very first time walks in to what could be their new home. And I think we've blown it. I think taking the key and opening the door and showing them our apartment is a mistake. So what we've been doing is creating really beautiful keychains. We put the show key on it. And in some cases, it's fobs and with the newer buildings and stuff. And what we do is when we get to the door, we back away and we say, you know what? I just realized this is your first time 
in what could be your new home. So why don't you do the honors and we hand them the key and we step away and we give them that space to be the first one to open that door and walk into that apartment and we follow behind them. And I'm going to tell you, there, I mean, like being nice is really, really important, but there are some really cool strategies that you can learn oh, yeah. that do create a better experience. And I think, and what I do and what I teach is in that moment that they cross the threshold, you say the address, the whole address. So you say, welcome home to... 4945 West 8th Street, Suite 104, Dallas, Texas, 75260. I mean, I even say the zip code. And there's something about that. hearing that address as they as they cross that threshold. And then they're the first one to walk in. And it's their personal space. And they feel ownership. And I just love that. I mean, so occasionally I've been able to invent a shift in the standard traditional tour that I believe is a better expression, a better experience. And, and even though I do want you to be nice, I also have some strategies. <laughs> and I love, you know, you could, as a follow-up, send that keychain with a faux key on mm -hmm. it, you know, in your follow-up mail that I still I love. love snail yeah, and that's called object marketing. I love object marketing. I love sending them something that mm -hmm. with a, a theme wrapped around it. There is a leasing consultant in um, Mobile, Alabama. I show a picture of him because I asked him to create ceremony and um, he gets down on one knee and opens a velvet box with the keychain in it and asks them to lease from him. <laughs> Wow. Oh, I'll send you the picture. You can put it on Instagram. It is so cute. Oh my that. God. So, so, so cute. And so, and these are things that people will remember. They're going to go home after a day of maybe looking for apartments. And that's one thing they're going to yeah, remember. Yeah. So there's a lot of fun stuff going on out there. So I've got some more, a, a new, I was like, I know she'll be able to talk. So this would not be a difficult <laughs> one. So, so I'll have a fun one. Um, so I know that you and Ann Sadovsky are great friends off screen. Yes. I put on purses. So when you get together, do you guys talk shop or are you just, have you gotten to the point after, um, all these years that you don't talk? Shop oh, anymore? we definitely don't talk shop. I think that Ann okay. and I's connection is definitely our humanity. Um, Ann is, if I, if I could say I had a mentor, I didn't meet Ann. Anne was um, in my world, but way above me for so long. When I finally um, came to uh, be her friend and be close to her, I was already, you know, doing very, very well, very successful as a speaker. Um, she has been an amazing coach and guide. But I think that Anne's contribution for me has been more in my humanity. Oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> no, I just, I always... I've talked to her a couple uh, of times on the phone. She always mentioned you, no matter what, she always mentioned you, even if it's just, oh, I'm waiting for uh, Tony or oh, this. She, like, she's she, one of my dearest best friends in life. And we, we, she and I both spilt share very strong spiritual beliefs and she and I both believe in purpose. We, we both believe in greater purpose. We both believe in our humanity and be making a contribution to this earth. Anne is, Anne is an angel. 
gifted to this world that we have a chance and being in her presence is just a constant. She just elevates you. It's like, she makes you want to be a better human being. And And we spent Christmas with them this last year. Doug and I were there for two weeks at her house and, um, loved it. We took our pop and I would pick pick her brain for, if I could sit you and her in a room and just pick your brains, (laughs) I, I've said this before. Like that would be my just an hour of just picking both of your brains at the same time would be just. I could probably run the world. There you go. You could. But I'll tell you what. If you ever see Ann Sadovsky on a program, attend. Uh, Oh, attend because you you will never ever be disappointed at what you get if you if you have time to be in her presence. Yeah, and that reminds me. So she just did a um, webinar on multifamily insiders, which you are about yes. to do one on May eighth, which will be on what one hundred percent follow up. <laughs> awesome, and that is one that like I, I didn't get to touch on much on here because I do know that you're going to be doing that. So I want to make sure that people are aware that you're going to be doing that, and they can find you on multifamily insiders to join that webinar. Yeah. And, you know, and, Uh, and, um, I would say, you know, uh, Brent does an amazing job at putting that program together and, um, certainly attend mine, but just go look at the events, go to multifamily insiders and go to events and you'll be blown away. I mean, the quality of, and 29, like I did a promo video the other day and I'm mad that there's a discount code. I'm like mad because it's $29. I'm going to oh, give know. them, I'm going to give them something that could impact their success, their occupancy, their turnover. It's worth millions of dollars, but you get 15% off 29 bucks. So I know that, that our budgets are tight and everything, but man, um, it's so affordable. It is so, so, so affordable for what you get. And, um, yes. and, and I do have a 15% off if you put totally Tony in the code, but I think you should not use a discount. I think, I think <laughs> you should give the 29 bucks and I'll give you a million dollars worth of ideas. <laughs> no, I'm so excited. I have the, um, year long subscription. So I get to watch all of them. I'm, I get so excited for Wednesday. Sometimes I have to miss them, but I get to yeah. watch them after. So I'm so excited for May 8th. So everybody make sure you check that out on multifamily insiders. She will be on, on May 8th. I believe it's at two, two, e- two oh, Eastern. Two. So you might've been okay. thinking about your time zone, but, uh, two Eastern. And um, I'll actually be recording from Baltimore. Um, so I'll be recording from Eastern time zone and uh, just super excited. I have an amazing, amazing message. Um, I'm going to kind of introduce this flip thing that I've invented. Um, and and, okay. and, and I, <laughs> it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm so excited. I'm, this is Sometimes I don't get to watch them live, but this is one that I want to make sure I'm on live just because I feel like I get more just energy on the live ones. So I'm going to make sure I'm on that one live. Yay. So everyone that's listening, this will be out before that. So make sure you guys are on checking that out. I mean, she even gave you a discount code. I know. She's got to pay full price, but you can use it. Put totally Tony and get 15% off. So thank you so much. I want to make sure that you tell everybody where they can find you for all of, I know you've got a lot of stuff out there. So where can people find you? So, you know, the, the most engaging and interacting place that I'm at really right now is Facebook. And I have two uh, areas that I play the most. One of them is all about leasing. 
And I know you know this wall. That's the apartment leasing fabulous fundamentals. And there's about 10,000 of us and um, it's great. And then I've really been focusing lately on my Totally Tony and every single Friday, and I don't even know if you remember how long this has been going on, but September 2016, September 2016, I went on on a Friday and I did my first 10 at 10. I think I was there. I bet you were because we have been connected and friends and networked for a long time. So, um, September 2016 was my first 10 at 10 on Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain. And I have faithfully given a 10-minute coaching live for free since that time. So this September will be three years that every Friday I've given a free coaching. And you can go to totallytony.com, the website, and click on become a member, which is something that's in the works. But right now, um, you can look at the 2019 content and you can see my plan for content all this year. I've actually already planned the content for 2020, um, for next year. And those free coaching sessions are live for seven days. They, they are posted on Friday, but they're there. Friday through Friday. So whatever day you want to watch. And right now we're on the journey to resident loyalty. So you, right now you guys are resident loyalty and follow-up is going to be the next couple things and follow-up. Everybody asked me about follow-up. So that's going to be a super one to make sure yes. you guys catch. So I'm, I'm like really wanting to urge people to do that, especially I'm going to be pushing that out to my team because I'm so excited because I feel like follow-up is just, it, it's lacking sometimes or a lot of times. So I'm so excited for that one. So you guys know where to find totally Tony. And thank you so much, Tony, for coming on today and doing the podcast. I know everybody's going to be so excited to listen to this. So everybody, thanks for tuning in to the leasing Leah podcast. And we will check you next time in a couple of probably about a week, hopefully with Mike. Ooh, Brewer. I love Mike. 30, 30 lines. Yes. So yep. Yes, so he will be on soon. So thanks again, yeah, Tony. I love you.